The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. us a fundamentalist what makes us a fundamentalist I'm not ashamed to be called a fundamentalist I'm not ashamed to be called a Baptist I'm not ashamed because it says something it means something take your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17 through 19 now this is a message I would love to preach and maybe will someday, to a group of preachers. This is a preacher's sermon. Two preachers. But you get to hear it tonight. I'll try it out on you. But uh, one of these times I may go to the preacher's fellowship and they may have me preach this. I love to preach to a group of preachers, no doubt. That's some of the easiest preaching I ever have. Uh, but Matthew 5, 17 through 19, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Why would he destroy that which he made? He's the one that wrote it. For <clears throat> verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. It's got eternal results. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. God has eternal results. There aren't many things that explicit in the Bible that tell you when you do this, this, this is going to affect your future. It's going to affect your future, your whole future. And <clears throat> these passages and this passage has always gripped me. The authority of the word of God is the issue. It's the main issue, has been the issue. In other words, the Bible is the issue throughout history, today and in eternity. The various positions taken on the Bible, its authority, its accuracy, its specificity, all can be traced back to the book, <clears throat> the Bible, and how you view it. Old Talmadge Spence, in his book, Charismatism, and you ought to get that book and read it. It is out of print, and there aren't many of them. Old Talmadge Spence and wrote a book called Charismatism, Awakening or Apostasy. Written in the 1970s, I heard Old Talmadge Spence preach at Bob Jones and bought his book soon after it was published by Bob Jones University and then read it. I reread it and read it. This is my third rereading, I believe, of the book. Some of these books just demand rereading. I wish I had a photographic memory, or do I? I've thought about that both ways. Never able to forget anything you've ever seen. Eh, it may not be all that bad to forget stuff. But some of these people can read it, never forget it, never have to read it again. I, I have to go back over it again and again. 
I, I preached, and, and I think I gave this, and I've probably given this to a few of you a few times, and it may not hurt you to hear it again either. He gave a listing about the Word of God and the way people react to the Word of God, and really with this categorized uh, all the various groups that we run into. He said, the people who ignore God's Word passively, that's the heathen. The people that deny God's Word actively, that's the infidel. The people that subtract from God's Word partially, that's what we call the modernist. The people who add to God's Word extantly, that's the neo or new Pentecostals. The people who pervert God's Word originally are the neo-Orthodox folks. The people who practice God's Word substantially are called the new evangelicals. But then you've got the people who believe God's word completely. That's the fundamentalist. Call us what you will. We have the same position concerning the word of God in any country you go. In any age you look in history, in any national group, fundamentalism crosses all lines of demarcation. It transcends barriers of culture background, tradition, and religion. There are always throughout all history, since the apostles, there have been people like us. Simple people, like the apostle Peter. Educated people, like the apostle Paul. In between people, like James and John. Soldiers, like the centurion and a few rich people like Nicodemus have been fundamentalists. The fundamentalists are not well organized. That's not one of our strong points. <laughs> That's for sure. We, uh, but we are biblically tight, scripturally exacting, doctrinally demanding, practically active personally sacrificing, socially unpopular, politically never correct, academically oftentimes challenged, intellectually, however, clear. They were the outcasts of this world, but honored residents by the grace of God of heaven. We're fundamentalists. Don't ever be ashamed of being called by this name. Much blood, sweat, and tears have earned its mention. The loss of all things have paid for its title. The spoiling of their goods have sealed its reputation. Being made a gazing stock has defined its followers. Though possessing nothing, they had and have everything. They're fundamentalists. I have been asked to take the word fundamentalist off our sign in order so that we could grow and off our literature. I've been asked to take it out of our literature, expunge it from our vocabulary, exhume it from our bylaws, redefine it, soften it, tame it, and retract it. But it means something. It needs to be understood. It demands something and screams for the wholehearted belief of the individual. 
even to the jot and tittle, even to the crossing of the T and the dotting of the I, God himself who created the world has preserved his word in that detail. What is a fundamentalist by historical definition? Well, on page 105 of Charismatism, Old Talmud Spence, uh, he went to the World Congress of Fundamentalism in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1976. Fundamentalists from all over the world met together. They're leaders of fundamentalism. And here they came up with a, with a formal definition. A fundamentalist is and foremost a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is an absolute qualification who maintains an immovable allegiance to the inerrant, infallible, and verbally inspired Bible. If you move around on the Bible, you are not a fundamentalist. Believers, that what, they believe whatever the Bible says is so. The Bible judges all things, and all things are judged by the Bible, and that is our final judge. It, the, the, it affirms the fundament, fundamentalists affirm um, the fundamental truths of historic Christian faith. What are those? The major doctrines. We, the fundamentalists believe in the doctrine of the Trinity, the incarnation and virgin birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the substitutionary atonement, the bodily resurrection, the ascension into heaven, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe those? The new birth or the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, the resurrection of the saints to life eternal, the resurrection of the ungodly to final judgment and eternal death in a place called hell, the fellowship of saints who are the body of Christ are some of the major 2,000-year-old agreed-upon biblical truths. A fundamentalist practices fidelity to that faith and endeavors to preach it to every creature. A fundamentalist exposes and separates from all ecclesiastical denial of that faith and compromise with error and apostasy from the truth. We don't have anything to do with people who do not believe the truth as it is in the Bible. Because the Bible says not to. And because the Bible says not to, we don't. Years ago, I was asked to be part of a big crusade, citywide crusade in Fort Myers up here, meeting up at the uh, Highway 31 up there, that big center they got up there. And they said, basically, let's all come together over Jesus. Forget our differences, I think is what it said. Let's forget our doctrinal differences and come together over Jesus. And I thought, Forget doctrine. Who is Jesus but what he said? Doctrine and Jesus are one. There has been a, an artificial separation of Jesus and what he said. And he was the living word. If you knew John chapter 1, he is the, in the beginning was the word, the logos, and the word was God, and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made. It was made. Listen, Jesus and what he said and what he teaches is Jesus. You cannot somehow separate him from what he said. But that's what the liberals do. That's what ecumenical, 
move, the ecumenical movement is, is a, a coming together of people who have various degrees of disbelief and they come together in a group and they want to draw you in that group to what? Give them credibility. The Bible says don't do it. Romans chapter 16, look it up. Don't do it. Fundamentalist earnestly contends for the faith once delivered to the saints. Fundamentalists are doing, um, will do nothing that the Bible does not tell them to do. They are careful to obey the Bible's instructions for living in every area of life. If the Bible says divorce and remarriage is a sin, fundamentalists call it a sin. And people, people have come to me and said, if you take that position, you will not have any divorced people in your church. Oh, yeah. Credible people. I said, the Bible teaches it. If people are born again and have been divorced and believe the Bible, they'll agree with that. I've, I've lied in my life. The Bible teaches against lying. Well, I don't not read it or separate from it because it teaches against lying. I agree with it. Lying's bad. Right? Fundamentalists don't worry about the politically correct reaction to what the Bible says because they have, from the very beginning, determined that the Bible is the very word of God to what Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, now not my thoughts, not my not my paraphrases, my words, even to the jot and tittle, will not pass away. Three times he says that in the Bible. The Bible says to separate from the world's music, we separate. Yeah, but I like it. Don't make any difference whether you like something. Man, don't judge God on whether you like something or don't like it. If God says to quit Mountain Dew, I quit Mountain Dew. If God says quit to quit basketball, quit basketball. If God said to quit football, but I mean, it wouldn't make any difference whether I liked it. If God said to quit fishing, I'd quit fishing. If God said to quit golfing, quit golfing. That's right. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. I may have said it, but he didn't say it. If the Bible says to study to show thyself approved, then we make, as fundamentalists, we make knowing the Bible first priority. That's why we got that out on the hallway out there. Read your Bible. Put your name up here. Join us hand in hand. Let's, let's sing Kumbaya and read the Bible this year. Let's read the Bible. I need encouragement to read the Bible. Everything's against me. You determine to do something that will change you in the light. And trust me, the, the powers and, and regiments of hell will come against you. I mean, you'll get busier than a bee. You'll have things work. You'll, your eyesight will go bad. I mean, you'll have to have glasses. You'll, you won't. I mean, everything. You, you just determine to read God's word through and to know it and to know the God that wrote it. And I'll tell you, you'll find resistance you won't believe until the devil reads that he don't have any hope. He's basically going to have to kill you to stop you. And so he'll leave you alone. And then you can read the Bible with ease. Ah. Uh, I don't get hardly any resistance on reading this through, any, through every year. Almost no resistance at all. Why? The devil gave up. The Bible says submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And what's he do? 
Bible says he flees from you, James 4, 6. So what happens is, oh, I'm not saying the first few years you determined to read that all hell breaks loose, brother. I mean, you just stumble and bumble and go around because the devil's trying to somehow figure out how to stop you. But when he finally gets convinced that, that this situation is a loser for him, he'll leave you alone. So he sees you men, married men, a nice pretty old girl goes by and you eyeball her. He goes, wait a minute, maybe we got a little opportunity going here. And you'll get under, you'll get under temptation like you won't even believe. But if, if you reaffirm to your woman that you're loyal to her until death do us part or murder happens, brother, he'll leave you alone. <clears throat> I, want, I say to my wife regularly, I'm with you, girl, for good or for bad, for better or for worse, to richer or for poorer, to death do us part, because I want the devil to hear it. She said, well, I already know that. I said, yeah, yeah, you know it. But the devil needs to hear it. He needs to hear me regularly say, you're my only one. Because I don't want the temptation, man. I don't want no, no old shrink wrap girl to come around me. Leave me alone. <clears throat> if I give him a little glimmer of hope, if I give him a little glimmer of light, he's going to be all over me. Boy, I wish you'd get that. When you look at that little bit of pornography or that little bit of this, he has a glimmer of hope, and he is going to make your life miserable. <clears throat> Until he gets discouraged. And the only way he's going to get discouraged is you're going to have to say, no, no. Resist the devil is just saying, no, 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 no. And if you fall, you get back up and say, God, have mercy. I denounce that behavior. The Bible, the fundamentals, if the Bible says go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature, we go. We make missions a priority here and around the world. We're in a mission field here in Florida. Hey, listen to me. We're no different than those missionaries over there. That's just geography there. We're missionaries. This is a mission outpost in Bonita Springs, Florida. Our job is to reach southern uh, Fort Myers and northern Naples and all of Bonita Springs with the gospel door to door and in tracks and in every way we can do it on the beat service on Easter and VBS and in, in everything in the bus ministry and to get out there. God has assigned us this area and I want to do it with all my might and you want to do it with all your might because why? We're fundamentalists. Them liberals are out there, they ain't going door to door. They've quit the bus ministry. The people don't have much regard for the Bible. They're having rock concerts and sending their half-clad girls out there with signs saying, you belong here. That last week. Fundamentalists, if Bible says it's inspired, settled in heaven, every mark of the alphabet, Every jot and tittle is so. We are careful about it and very careful. Don't you get upset about us being touchy and skeptical about all these new translations. Don't, don't do it. Making sure that they're honestly and reliably translated from the family of documents that came up historically through the local churches, uh, accepted by the, by the church historically. We make an issue of these flim, flam, thank you, ma'am, for profit, translations put out on the basis of whether they sell rather than they're reliable and accurate. Yes, we make issue about that. Yes, we hobby horse that. Why? It's the Word of God. It's not just some magazine, man. 
Why? We're fundamentalists. We're fundamentalists. We've been, we're, let me say some other synonyms. We're exactists. We're jot and tittlists. We're every word settled in heavenists. That's why. One definition I once read says, Fundamentalism is militant orthodoxy set on fire with soul-winning zeal. Oh, I like that. I like that. Let me read that again. Where fundamentalism is militant. Now, militant means we're, we're willing to go to war. Fundamentalism, by its nature, are fighters for the truth. Hopefully not fighters among each other. Sometimes the zeal to be at war with the devil turns inward. And we, like, kill each other. That's wrong. Always got to keep in real clear view who the enemy is. Why is it you always want to hurt the one you love? My wife's not my enemy. Amen. But, buddy, sometimes I've seen husbands treat their wives like they're the problem. The devil's the problem. The flesh is the problem. Fundamentalism is militant orthodoxy. That means doctrine. Set on fire with soul-winning zeal. We endeavor to practice what we preach and repent of what we do not practice. We reverence God and His words. Not His thoughts, not His paragraphs, not His generalizations, not His paraphrases, not His amplifications, but the word for word, letter for letter, thought for thought, word of God. God is big enough to create the world. He's big enough to inspire and preserve His Word. I don't have any problem believe God created the world. How about you? Do you have any problem with that God created all the bees, the trees, and everything else you see? I don't have any problem with that. Why would I have a problem with God keeping this Word right? Not that, in fact, I have a problem with people who don't believe that because they don't believe they have a big God. Three times Jesus recorded it. It's in Matthew 24, 35, Mark chapter 13, 31. Luke chapter 21, 33 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. If Jesus said it, brother, you can be sure. If he said it one time, I'd jump all over and say it's true. But he said it three times. Are you a fundamentalist tonight? Are you? You say, well, I don't know. Get to know. Because you need to tell the devil this over and over again. I am moving. I'm not moving. Again, the same principle. If he sees a potential to move you to the left. By the way, he always wants to push us to the left. What do you mean to the left? To the liberal direction. Look at Harvard. Look at Yale. Look at some of them old schools that were solid fundamentalists as any fundamental schools ever been. Look at what happened to them. You think their original founders intended them forever to be raving liberal institutions they are today with almost no belief? They believe the Gospels were written by some common document. They believe that Moses didn't even write the Pentateuch. They, didn't think, they don't think Isaiah wrote all of Isaiah. You can go on and on and on. They, they don't think Jesus really died. They think somehow he swooned and, and, and he was really not fully dead. And he, he woke up. And, uh, they, they don't believe Jesus was virgin born. They believe he was a, uh, possibly a soul, a, a, 
a child of a, of a Roman soldier. They, 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 don't know, they don't take any. You start, let me say this, Episcopalian one day going door to door. Uh, pre, he says, look, it, I'm an I'm a Episcopalian pastor, and you're a Baptist pastor, and we invite you to our meetings. You never want to come. Why don't you want to be one of us? I said, because I'm saved, you're not. He said, what do you mean by that? I know I'm saved. I said, do you believe that Jesus was really virgin born by a young woman, never had any kind of sex with any other man anyway? And he said, well, come on, preacher. Do you believe the first 11 chapters of Genesis are an absolute literal account of what happened? Oh, I said, preacher, now come on. I just started eating him for lunch. I mean, he didn't believe the Bible. But they use the Bible. They'll hold the Bible as a book. They'll hold it to gain credibility to sow their false doctrine. And it is true wherever you find four Episcopalians, you'll find a fifth. Had to do it. Had to do it. Listen, I'm not against Episcopalians. Presbyterians, Lutherans. I'm against anybody that doesn't believe the Bible and claims to be a Christian because they're hurting people. They're sending people to hell left and right. No wonder young people don't want to go to church anymore. What they see at church is a half-baked, half-believed, low, uh, 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 come see, come saw. Nothing that we're dying, nothing we're dying for. Praise God, I got to be raised up in an old fundamental Bible-believing church under uh, Bible-believing preachers that were willing to die for what they believed, and they believed in what they believed, and they lived for what they believed, and they preached for what they believed, and I get, got fire got in my soul, and I said, I want to be one of those folks. I want to serve God. Call me what you want. I want to be a fundamentalist. I want to be, and whether you're red, yellow, black, or white, God has children who are fundamentalists all over the world, all over the world. Out of every tribe, out of every tongue, out of every nation are fundamentalists. I've been around the little, and I can tell you, I can meet people from overseas that don't speak the language I speak, don't have the color skin I have, don't have an absolutely complete different cultural background than I have, but we look at each other and are one. What unites us into being one? First, we're born again by the Spirit of God. We're born again Christians. Number two is we believe the Bible is the very words of God. And once you believe that, you unite together. doesn't make any difference. Oh, they may have some fringe differences here and there, but it won't be any big things. I believe the Bible exactly, wholeheartedly, honestly, and specifically. Oh, I hope you do. I hope you do. Fundamentalism is not a denomination. It's a belief. It's pure, honest belief. Now, are there some bad fundamentalists? Sure, there. You know, they're not real fundamentalists. Because real fundamentalists would denounce what those people do and what they say. But people like to get credibility by calling themselves what we are. We can't stop that. We can't stop that. And you know what? We trust that God's big enough to take care of all that. We may get a bad name. You know, the fundamental Muslims, they go out and blow themselves up. And I've had people say, well, you know, you need to take that off your, off your material and off your sign because people think you're, 
you're crazy. I go, wow. The first sight of trouble, I'm not going to run. If they come in and find out who we are, they'll know we're not crazy. We're reasonable and kind. In fact, we're going to try to love our enemies even. Why? Jesus said so. By the way, if I may give you a little marriage counseling right now. If Jesus said to love your enemy, how much should you love your mate? That's good. You know, sometimes I see married people fight like they hate each other. They're the worst people in the world. And actually, the hate of the marriage gets bigger than the love ever was. And I always say, the Bible says, love your enemy. Why can't you love this old bum? If you're a real Christian, you can love somebody that's not lovely. Well, he goes to bed with his T-shirt on and his socks on. I just can't stand it. Yes, you can. Why, 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 he don't shower before he goes to bed. He works all day. He comes home sweaty. Put something over your nose, girl. But don't nag the guy out of the house. Well, that was worth coming, and it was a side sub point. See, I believe if you, if you believe the Bible will save your marriage. You don't need to go to counselors. If a, if a counselor is right, he's just going to take you to the Bible. And he's going to show you, thus saith the Lord. The same as a preacher does. He's going to say, thus saith the Lord. This is what it is. Uh, if you will just take it to heart and see God's face, he will heal you. He'll help you. He'll, he'll come to you. He'll help you. Father, help us tonight to know what it is to be a fundamentalist. Help us. Oh, we don't say that with any kind of pride. We don't say that with any kind of fleshly arrogance. We say it in humility and broken, contrite spirit. But we do believe that thou art God and there is none else. We do believe that thou art the only Savior, Lord Jesus. And we do believe that the Bible is the word of God forever settled in heaven. And we pray, Father, that you'd forgive us where we have not believed it the way we should. May there be some people tonight say, I'm, a, I'm a redefining myself. I believe. Lord, help thou my unbelief. And Lord God, we pray that you'd establish your word. We know, we know that your, your church, it cannot be stopped. The very gates of hell will not prevail against us. In America, it looks crazy right now, but Father, may the Bible-believing fundamental people remain true to the Bible, whatever happened. And then would you save us? Would you save us? Give us the opportunity to continue to do those things which you've commanded us to do to reach the lost with the Word of God. Help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together.